Welcome to another episode of The Producing Half, where we just get together and talk about the insanity of the world we live in and what we can do for ourselves and our families. The first thing I would actually like to do is to play a video I took about a month or so ago, maybe longer, I'm not good at remembering time frames, um, of a rally I went to briefly in Austin. I want—I actually would have liked to have attended, attended it longer, but the children had a uh, thing to do, and so we were very limited time there. But I do want to play that treat for you, so um, let me get that going. <clears throat> Been on a waiting list for four and a half months to speak to the good governor of Texas. Now, I have no idea who this guy is. I think he calls himself General E. I don't think he was ever actually a general, though. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. I still haven't heard a peep out of him. So, you know, basically what we're looking at is somebody that doesn't want to acknowledge their shame. Their shame that they caused to their state, to our state. Then I contacted Alan West. You'll also have to forgive the shaky cam or any other video um, issues because I don't take pictures and I don't record videos on my cell phone. Um, it, uh, so, it, and I, this is just me holding it in the hand. There's no whatever they call handy cams or whatever they want to call it. Governor Candace, Alan West, you know, spoke to him personally on the phone. Some of these people did not look very amused to see me there or recording. I guess they thought maybe I was a fed because I was um, dressed in all black. Um, so maybe they uh, thought I was on the uh, the other side. Texted back and forth, said, oh yeah, he's going to help me out. He's going to, you know, put, uh, put a statement, post a statement, do something. Well, you know, I'll wait, wait a month, go by and I, hey man, what's going on? You know, can you put a statement out to support your military brother? Yeah, oh yeah, I'll address it right away. I'll address it right away. Still waiting. It's been about, uh, yeah, let's call it about three months now that I've been waiting on Alan West. Okay, so now, that's two down. Now I contact Don Huffins, okay? Now I'm contacting Don Huffins and I'm trolling him on his YouTube and doing all kinds of stuff, leaving messages, all kinds of stuff for him with his nephews and, ki and children and all that. And, uh, you know, they say, oh, we're, we're with you. You know, we're with you. We're behind you. You know, we, we, we agree what happened to you was wrong. And I said, okay, well, that'd be great. You know, let me get a statement. I don't really know who Don is, and but I would appreciate any any statement of support for against the situation. And um, still waiting. Still waiting. That's been about, uh, I don't know, about a month and a half now, roughly, since I contacted. So what we have here is a corrupt Congress majority in Texas, and we have nothing but candidates that care nothing about the blue collar worker. And that's why I wear this shirt, guys. It may not look fancy, but this is how I came up. I'm not looking for the elite's vote. I don't give a damn about them. I could care less about the 1% rich in Texas that run this place. I could give a damn. And when the day comes that I win the governor's seat in Texas and a blue collar worker actually sits in that chair, you will be in control at that point. Each and every single one of you. That's the way it needs to be. So, thank you, thank you. You know, it's, 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 you know, 
this, these are the, the, the times that spark that little bit of true freedom in our society. You are the spark. Every single one of you here are the spark. You are the real American. You are the real defender of liberty. You are what is great about this country. Not those people in there. So why are they running it? Why are we allowing these elites to snub their nose at us, do what they want, without any accountability? And the answer is because you're not electing blue-collar men. That I, uh, I wonder, I saw that guy walk by, I wonder what the people who are just there to look at the couple. By the way, the couple is very beautiful. It is a extremely scenic view. Um, I, I guess I'd never, last time I was there, I was probably, a, I was probably, you know, 19 years old. Um, so you don't appreciate those kind of things at that point. At least I didn't. I was pretty dumb. Um, but I wonder what all the people, because there were a lot of people there just to, you know, take pictures at the Capitol, get pictures and signs. I wonder what they thought about these people. And if they thought that they were just some lunatics, some crazy, some Trump supporters or, or something and dismissed them. The, the issue is, uh, and it's hard, to, it's hard to put it in words that gives credit to the people who are here. Because you, you don't want to degrade them. Because they are really the, the ones who are doing the things right now that need to be done. To help stop what is coming. And they're doing it before the the populace sees the problem. They're doing it um, at the beginning stages of the tyranny. I mean, I know tyrannies were way far. I mean, 9-11 and the Patriot Act, you could trace it back to then. But then you'd have to trace it all the way back to Woodrow Wilson. Um, so yes, tyranny has been coming in stages for a long time. But right now in our modern times, these people right here are the ones that are doing something. They're the ones standing up for the coming tyranny. And by the time all of you, and really me, I'm going to put me with y'all, not them, um, get to the point to where we feel like we need to be doing what they're doing, it's going to be too late. You have to oppose tyranny at its before it's tyrannical because once it is in place it's too late to oppose it and it's it's it is a, a problem in our society that it is the fringes of the people the most radical or not i don't know what the most radical um people who necessarily don't come off as um, all there maybe is the word or just they're not in your what you would cons you're comfortable with the way they talk you're not comfortable with the things you know um, how they behave for whatever reason they're more they're more they're more than you're comfortable with they're more something than you're comfortable with and um, so it, it almost appears to hurt the movement sometimes like this guy's name is general e I mean I, I I mean, it's kind of an extreme thing, unless this guy was a general. Again, I'm, I don't know anything about him, so maybe he was, but I, I would be very shocked to find out if he was a general. He says some things that are a little out there sometimes. You haven't got to some of that yet. <clears throat> and so it is, 
And it's hard because you dismiss, you dismiss these people who are standing up to tyranny in the very beginning of the stages as wackadoos or all these fringe crazies, these MAGA, um, Trumper, crazy wackos. Man, they're the only ones doing what's necessary right now. They're the only ones, and they may say some extreme things sometimes. And I'm not just talking about this guy or this even this rally. I've seen it all when I'm reading about these people who are going to these stop the mask and stop the vaccinations. And these this is an anti-mask. So this was when masks are, and I guess in some schools it's still mandatory, but these people are, are um, trying to prevent their children from being masked. Um, so that's what this, I think this rally was an anti-mask rally, really. Um, again, I only attended it for, you know, 15, 20 minutes because I had other things to go do. Um, but it's these people who are doing the, you know, the God, God's work um, right now. They're doing it right now bef when it needs to, when, it, when we all need to be doing it. That's the problem with me. And a lot of people, I'm, I'm, an, I'm very individualistic. I, I don't like groups. I don't like belonging to groups. I don't like the group dynamic. I like to, I need something done. I'm going to go get it done. Uh, I don't take somebody with, no, I get it done on my own. I'll, I'll do it. Um, I don't really, I'm not into the whole group think thing. I don't like it. I don't like the personalities. Men, first of all, men get together. They only ever listen to um, respond. That's it. That's all they ever do is listen to respond. They don't ever listen to understand. It's just how we are. Some guy's telling a story about a fish he calls. All his friends are not listening to the story. They're trying to think of a better fish story to tell to one-up that guy. They're always listening to respond. It's just a flaw that men have, especially when they're around other men. And sales, that's one of the things that you know I try to train new salespeople is especially men, is whenever you have somebody in front of you telling you some story, you know, you're, you're kind of building rapport in the warm-up phase of the sales process, D don't, don't respond to what they're saying with some story about yourself that's better than their story, which is, I see it happen all the time, because it's just a, it's a natural instinct for men, it's the whole ego thing, the testosterone or, you know, macho, whatever, we always got to be on top. Uh, so, so I get it. So that's, that's just not why I'm, I'm, you know, big on the whole group thing. Um, but yeah, these people, I mean, they're doing the necessary work right now, right up front. So I don't know. We all need to be going to rallies and standing up to tyranny, even if it isn't affecting us. It's the whole thing when they were banning cigarettes everywhere. I don't smoke. I hate smoke. I don't like it. I don't like the way I smell my parents um smoked three packs a day and in the car the windows rolled up uh, my eyes would just burn to be crying just from the the cigarette smoke i probably smoked more cigarettes than smokers with just secondhand smoke i hate cigarettes they're disgusting i don't like anything about them i don't like their ashes i think they're gross but i always spoke out against banning cigarettes um, smoking everywhere, always the anti-smoking laws. And people would say, why you hate, I know you hate smoking. I said, cause one day they're going to take away something from me that I care about. And so sometimes you got to, to fight tyranny, even if it's not affecting you, um, uh, because one day it will, one day they will come after you. Anyways, we'll get back to the video. I want to stand up for you. I want to give Texas back. I want to give Texas back to you. I want to give your freedom back. You know what? And I want to give you your country back. 
and it'll be the called the country of Texas. The Republic of Texas is what it needs to be. You know, for a while, for a long time, I, would, I just don't, I, I, I didn't think, and I still, I guess I don't think, that secession is ever going to happen. Um, man, but I guess I shouldn't say that because I feel like now secession is the only hope. Um, I don't understand how we could ever take back the, the, the bureaucracy of the federal government. It is uncontrollable. Not even the president. Like, think about what Trump. They, Trump would tell him, hey, get the troops out of Afghanistan. They'd say no. Trump would say, go do this. They'd say no. Go build the border wall. No. They just wouldn't do it. They wouldn't listen to him. His own generals wouldn't listen to him. When Trump went too far against what the deep state, and by the deep state, I just mean the 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 people who are always there, the bureaucrats, the behind-the-scenes people. I mean, everybody who worked on in Trump's White House had been in Washington forever. They were all part of the swamp, the swamp. But the deep state, the people who run the, who really run the show, they're uncontrollable, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're undefeatable. I just don't know how to defeat them. And electing new people isn't going to do it because they run the minutia of of the bureaucracy. They run the machine, and so they can slow roll for four years, no problem, until one of their peeps get back in there, and then they can um, super speed it. You know, De Republicans are nothing more than Democrats in the slow lane. They're all going to the same destination. They're all going to a Marxist um, dystopian hell. So I don't, I, I don't know how we fix the federal bureaucracy. But maybe Texas is, even though it's huge, is uh, it's manageable. And so if you get a governor, like if I was going to be the governor, the, what I would spend my entire governorship doing would be wrestling as much, not pushing for secession necessarily but possible possible there's a possibility but wrestling as much federal power back to the state as possible resisting all federal everything about the federal and bringing as much power to the state and then as much power to the county and then as much power to the city and maybe even go down there from from there to like the the parts of the cities the districts or whatever uh, in the city um, to, to, to localize as much power as possible um, to give the power back to the people and as a governor I would just be stepping in in local affairs on things that restricted um, that would restrict like take away rights get in the way of the Constitution then you step in like the mask mandate you can't force somebody to wear a mask it's it's dumb um, we're not talking about Ebola wouldn't help anyways but this is just a really bad cold. You can't force and change like the lockdowns. If I was governor and I had Texas, you know, secure in how it works, where most of the power is in the city, and a city were to issue lockdown where businesses had to close, uh, but only certain businesses, not the big corporations. Now we can't have them close, but just the small mom and pops. Um, well, then that's a time when the the protective the the protective state steps in not to oppress but to liberate, then it's okay for the state to step in to stop oppression, to stop a, a restriction of a right. And then you would stop in and say, no, you can't. I know the cities have all the power in Texas, but you can't do this. I have to stop this because you're taking away rights. And not only that, you're arbitrarily doing it, saying you can go to Walmart and you can't go to the mom and pop 
little good store. So in that case, then then you would step in and then the state would good. I mean, that's what I would do as governor. What this guy does, would do, I have no clue. What Abbott does, we don't even know what Abbott did. He violated the Constitution. He locked us down. Mask mandates. I mean, he kind of was, you know, Johnny come lately to the party on, on reversing all that. But he still violated the Constitution. And so I, I don't know if, I don't even know how it would work. I mean, how about, think about all the old people in Texas that are on Social Security. That's a federal payment. What do you do if Texas succeeds? Do they still get their federal payment? Do they still get their Social Security? Does Texas even have the economy to absorb that kind of liability? So it's a very, succession is a very complicated um, thing, way over my head. I don't even pretend to know how that would work. I know it sounds good on paper. Ah, oh, Texas is going to be its own country. But we are so married to and entangled with the federal government that would be a logistical nightmare for sure but the governor should uh reestate state rights they should go after and just 100 percent sue and resist every federal mandate and edict and do everything they can to wrestle as much power back to the state in my humble opinion that's what it needs to be okay this ship is being sold directly into an iceberg right now. This entire 50 United States Union is being taken directly into an iceberg. On purpose, by the way. One of the things we need to stop doing is saying, I don't understand why the government does that. Why are they so dumb? They're not. We do understand. They're doing it on purpose. They're not dumb. They're very smart. There's Everything's going on. The The... The messaging on COVID, the supply chains, the 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 confusing the confusion messaging on COVID, all these things the, the, to create that cognitive dissonance to create the you know left versus right and the white versus black and the vaccine vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers it's they've it's all on purpose they're very very smart they are they are purposely doing all this. We're being attacked. Our supply chains are being held back. Are y'all aware of that? Right now, if you do not have three or four months worth of food, canned foods, beans, rice, you need to do that now. I have that. If you think that I am lying to you right now, when this stuff hits the fan and you don't have what you need, remember that General Lee told you to do it before it happened, and you didn't. All right? Because it's coming. Maybe he was a fan of Dukes of Hazard, General E, General Lee. Mm. People do not understand the devastation that we are looking at right now. We are being attacked on every single front that you can possibly imagine. That is 100% true. It is no way for any individual to wrap their mind around what is um, all the all the avenues, everything that's they're coming at you. That's why you have this weird like confusion that's going on. They have a vast infrastructure and they are attacks, attacking us on every direction more so so that there is no way for me or any kind of individual and where is the organized um opposition to this where are the i mean when i watch the press brief briefings and what the reporters how they respond and i guess they have to respond that way and ask the questions the way they do and they can't really ask the questions i'd like them to ask because then they just wouldn't be there they could do it one time and then they'd never be allowed to come back and so they have jobs and plus, they all work for, you know, the same corporate master. So I guess I'm just being naive to begin with. Um, but they're hitting us in every which direction all at once. That's why I feel like 
I always thought my children would have to worry about this, that we'd get through this, and maybe if I'm really old, then this would all happen. But we had plenty of time to prepare for what they're doing, but they have accelerated it. I don't know if the release of Fauci's bioweapon was done on purpose, or it was uh, something they capitalized on it, but at this point, it does not matter, because they're, they took the ball and they're running with it hardcore, and you can't even... You can't even remotely keep track of everything they're doing. It's overwhelming. In America, the unfortunate thing is, is that some of you guys don't have the, the intel and the good intel that I get. Okay? The resources and the people that are behind it. But it's, it goes beyond that. We look at this vaccination. This, it's clearly an attack on our society, guys. Okay? You know, I, I read, a, I read a, a sign on the way here, right, right outside of Houston that said, Take the va uh, COVID vaccine, 99.5%, you'll be all right. Well, I look up, you know, the percentages of, uh, of, of, of you know, recovery. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically 99.5%. So what the hell is the vaccine vaccination doing? You know, I mean, Alan West is a spitting, is, is, is a prime example of that. He just caught COVID. Do you all know who he caught COVID from? Anybody? A vaccinated person, his wife. He caught COVID from his vaccinated wife, but they're firing and eliminating these, these doctors and nurses out here that have already gotten it. They've already caught COVID. If they hadn't caught it yet in the last year treating people. They have lost the narrative on the vaccines. I feel like, I mean, but again, it is, there's a term, I don't know it for, um, oh, an echo chamber. Um, so maybe I suffer from an echo chamber. Well, no, I don't because I do have other, I do have other inputs and they're scary. And so what I'm, what I'm saying by all this is that you, 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 you talk to people who think like you. And so you hear what you're saying and, and things like that. And so when you, when you're watching your same, when you get the news from the same source, you're always hearing and reaffirming your opinions. And so you, you get to the point where you feel like everybody thinks the way you do and everybody is hearing and then you, you your, your your thoughts are echoed and your feelings are echoed and your news is echoed. Um, but I feel like even keeping in mind of the whole echo chamber thing that they're losing or have lost the narrative on the vaccine because it makes no sense. The data coming out is so overwhelmingly against the, the, what they're saying, what the, what, uh, uh, Pfizer and their their uh, best employee, uh, employee of the month, employee of the year, Fauci, is saying in the FDA and the CDC, which are all 100% um, captured by Big Pharma. They they are just you, you just they should change their name to um, Pfizer or Mode RNA. They should just change their name because they're all they 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 go back and forth. I think the the. The one guy at the FDA or gal, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl, don't want to be sexist, um, quit over the whole booster thing. But the FDA president just, you know, they, they just went and now they're on the board of Pfizer. I mean, they're all regulatory capture. I heard that today. It's been a problem for a long time. But I feel like they're losing the narrative on the vax. And the, but then I talk to people and a lot of people in the real world who aren't um, plugged in. And they are pretty clueless. They, they don't know. I've asked three people last week about Loudoun County, and they had no clue. Sa same thing. Kyle Rittenhouse, never heard of him. It's like, how? I mean, these are successful people. 
who make a lot more money than me, but they're not plugged in. They're focusing on their careers. And then when they're not focusing on their careers, they're focusing on football and sports. And they've got, they 100% got all the distractions. And they don't, and if they do consume any news, it is corporate media 100%. So those people, that's the, that's the black pill part of it. That's the part that scares me is does my feeling that, um, that the narrative collapsing and is that only in my echo chamber is that only in my in my circle of how do i gather information in the in like that so i don't know we'll see but i do feel like they've lost the narrative on the vaccinations they're not going to catch it now <laughs> so you got to think about this all the oppression that's going on you know in the border the border situation right now anybody know about that this is directly related to freedom Okay, so this is an announcement. I'm inviting Governor Greg Abbott, Alan West, and Don Huffines to meet me in the border in about three weeks. I've got a whole bunch of men and women, and we're all going down there with our guns. We're getting deputized, and we're going to stop the horde that's coming in. If you don't know about the horde that's coming in, it could be up to 120,000 that could be heading this way within three weeks. He's not wrong. Within less than three weeks, we could have 120,000 people. And you know who the head of that group is? It's a dual American, a dual American and Mexican, okay? You know what he's saying? Do y'all know what this guy's claiming, what he's gonna do when he gets here with these 120,000? He's gonna kill every single Texan or anybody that's there that gets in their way. They just um, beat up a cop in Mexico and, and mugged him, just left him on the ground bleeding. That is a direct quote from the leader of this group that is coming to the border in Texas. As a result of that, there are county sheriffs down on the, on the line that are now deputizing individuals to go there, get deputized, checked, briefed, and sent out, and basically, we will be covering the border. That, uh, that should go well. I don't see any, I, I foresee no uh, turbulence ahead. Asian Navy from Louisiana is already out there. I give them props. Right? So we're going to have all kinds of, of patriots and Americans that are going to be heading down there. I'm heading down there. I'm going to go down and risk my life to stop this group from coming through that has no business coming. Okay? I'm literally going to be on the front lines, possibly with cartel and all kinds of other people shooting at me or attempting to attack us. I could be facing down 120,000 with whoever I'm there with. And if I'm there by myself, so be it. I will still be there. I'm fearless because the Lord told me to be. I don't even know what to say there. Okay. All right. I got another volunteer right there. How about that? Okay. You know, and, and this is one of those situations where we have been let down again. Okay. And I'm, I'm not trying to knock this guy. It's an office right now. What I'm trying to explain is he's made incorrect decisions. He did not have the heart to stand up when he needed to. And now we're... Uh, anybody? No, we'll move on from that one too. Looking at a worse situation. You know, we have an administration and the federal government that wants to threaten anybody that goes down there and defends our sovereignty of this nation. That is treason by itself. That is treason. Telling me that I cannot protect my country are you crazy come and tell me i can't protect my home 
I double dog dare you show up to my ranch and you tell me I can't protect my home. I dare you. It ain't going to happen right for you. I'm telling you. So we're going to be heading down there. All of these things that I'm speaking about are failures of leadership. They're failures of leadership. It means they don't care. They do not care about the regular common man. They don't. They just don't. I'm walking around on a broken ankle still right now. A month, almost a month and a half ago, I broke my ankle, and I don't trust any doctors or any hospitals to even go look at. Why should I be suffering for, from this medical tyranny? And I might get, yeah, I know, I might get checked out, and maybe we'll figure that out. But I, I don't understand why. If I broke something, I would 100% get it taken care of. I get a little bit of the sentiment. You don't want to go to a hospital. Because they're just looking for various ways to check you in and get you on a respirator. I understand. But if you broke something, for the love of God, go to the doctor, man. I mean, if you don't want to go to the um, uh, the emergency room, you can go to one of those minor, minor medical places. And if you don't want to do that, you could probably get in to see your doctor. But, I mean, I surely wouldn't be walking around on a broken ankle. <sighs> you know, I mean, I, that's, that's how deep my emotions and my feelings and my beliefs go against this BS. I will walk around on a broken ankle just to prove we don't we don't trust you anymore. Do they not realize that the faith that the people have in them is gone forever? None of us, most of us, do not wrong. even trust the medical field at all. I trust her. I go see her. I, I uh, my doctor. I I, I had uh, beat COVID with you know the horse dewormer and. When she found out I had COVID, did a tele thing because you never can see anybody anymore, and uh, she's she was like, "Well, how did you get that?" I'm like, "I had it shipped in." And she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, the only reason that ivermectin they say it's working in oh my god, I said the word. The only reason that the horse dewormer is working um, in the third world is because it's probably because they." Um, they had worms and it was curing them of the worms which then would give them the ability to help them um, fight off the um, I was like what what is she talking about uh, she not read a single I mean I've read many studies on it I mean Japan is is subs doctors are there's lots of places subscribing the horse dewormer and there was studies where they gave it as a prophylactic and it was its effectiveness was huge. So I don't know what she's talking about. But that's what I, I mean. I, so I get a little bit of distrust and, and he's right in that I don't think there's a, I don't know. But I don't I think there is a lot of Americans who are no longer going to blindly and they should have never trust the um, the medical. I think the whole the whole medical field. And I mean, the fact that they are murdering people by not treating them early on before they're really sick is um, huge. They're doing, they are part of the bureaucracy now and they're just doing whatever their bureaucratic masters tell me. So I get where he's coming from, but I still get my broken ankle fixed. I go see her and there may be other patriots like me that are suffering that have to go see her because they're the only ones we trust. So few and far between the ones that will stand up and have courage, the Holy Spirit guiding them to do what they're supposed to do yes we need you yeah, and we need the truth yeah you know and they're threatening anybody to, that's going to stand up against this do you understand 
They're threatening anybody that will stand up against them. I've already, I, I will probably get a phone call from the FBI after this. I'm serious. Y'all think I've, I've multiple, multiple times I've had them contact me after I claim that I'm going to do the right thing. I mean, I am looking at, at these people possibly coming to my home and killing me just for being a good patriot. Sounds um, hyperbolic, but I mean, think about the no-knock raids like they did to Roger Stone because of a process, um, a process error or a process lie. A process crime um you know and they do no-knock raids and in texas you do a no-knock raid on somebody's house and there's going to be a shootout uh, you know they just kick in your door and start screaming and they don't say where this is the police even they do in that frantic moment so he's not a hundred percent exaggerating that they could come kill him um, I don't know what he does or why the FBI. I mean, I guess saying you're going to get a bunch of people with guns go to the border would be uh, concerning for the um, the FBI. But more power to him. Somebody needs to go protect the border. Um, but he's not too far off there that they will. They will come to your house and kill you. Um, they could just do a no knock rave and, and 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 they will. I mean, I've seen them. I've seen what they did to those people in Houston. They they killed those that couple in Houston, and then tried to cover it up. I think they 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 finally the cops finally went to jail for that one. Do you understand that? So if they do that, y'all need to stand up even louder if they end up doing that because I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on running, and and I'm going to be I'm going to run for this office in this place right here where they think we don't belong. Blue collar people don't belong there, do they? Well, let's let's show them a little something different this time, guys. Let's show them. Let's show them that we run the show, not them. Get this blue collar boy in there. I'll swear in with this shirt on. Amen. God bless every single one of you. I love every single one of you, Patriot spirits. Continue to pray. Continue to support each other. Continue to show up. Bring more folks in. You know, come on. Let's let's rally together. Every time. So most of the time, I'm probably going to be coming to Austin for now on, on, on the rally dates. So that's going to be, this is going to be kind of my main place. I, I came down here for the Stop the Steal people, and I protected them with my AR-15 and my kit for about two and a half months every single weekend. And I stood fast with uh, many brothers that came down and protected all those, all those brothers and sisters that were down here. Uh, legitimate threats were made. I showed up with about two people beginning, and we ended up leaving, you know, uh, having about 15, 20 uh, that, that showed up to defend that, that group. And uh, we're going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to defend you guys. Wherever it is that you need to be defended and protected, I will always be there. And if I'm your governor, I will make sure nothing slides by me. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, General E33 at Proton Mail. If you want to put your name on the list, I need 500 signatures. I've only got about 120 right now. I need 500 signatures to get into the race. So I can't even get in the race until I have 500 signatures, guys. So help me out. General E33 at ProtonMail.com. I think you can pay, too. I think it's like five grand. If you don't have the signatures, I think you can pay. I don't think you have to get the signatures. I think you can. I'll, I'll look it up, but I think you can just pay okay so uh thank you very much god bless y'all and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing y'all again next time too congratulations i have an opponent i'm demetrius smith also run for republic i mean republican on the governor's seat as well um so that's okay we're gonna make sure we get this right um 
Yeah, it's thirty five hundred dollars. If, if, if we can't get them on the ballot, if you can't get the signature, it's still thirty five hundred dollars. Oh, thirty five hundred. I don't. I thought I heard five thousand not too long ago, but maybe it's thirty five hundred. So either way it goes, we got plenty of time. Uh, so uh, for for the general, so you can start raising money for him or whatever you got to do. So here's the deal. So uh, we're gonna have a few more speakers, but before we bring those speakers up, uh, we got somebody that's going to actually sing the national anthem. So give it up for Miss Maylin. Come on down. Let's get it. Give her a hand. Y'all can do better than that. We can listen to the beginning of her singing. She's gonna bring it to us. She was good. Thank you, Miss Maylin. was pretty much the um i was there for maybe a couple more minutes but that was pretty much the the rally um i'd like to go to more i'd like to it's just hard it's like the whole um star spangled banner thing i'm not really into the belonging thing and the whole group thing but it's in i mean the the emotions the uniting the the um, loyalty that something like that, if you can get behind it, that it inspires, is important for, you know, unity, for the coherence, the glue to hold society together, the culture, the unifying culture. It's the culture that holds society together. So it is um, super important that... And those things are important. It's just not something I'm really into. I'm not into group things. I like to do things on my own. I don't like group dynamics. It's going to be hard because a lot of producers, people who are out there doing things, do not like group, belonging to a group. They don't organize. We, just, we don't. It's just not what we do. And I also worry that, that we won't. We won't, and, and we won't, and we we don't we don't we don't care about people's opinions. When I say that, I mean other people's opinions aren't aren't weapons to me. They aren't they aren't um, 
they don't bother me. If somebody, I work with people who are Biden supporters, vaccine vaccine supporters, everything, who who don't think you you have a, the ability to to say no to the vaccine. Um, and, well, that's a little extreme. I, I work with Biden Biden supporters, and that doesn't bother me that they I don't care that they they that what they believe. Now, when they start going over the thing where you got to when they start trying to take away my right, you know, you can vote for Biden. That's fine. I can be your friend. But when you say, no, no, you got to get a vax, a vaccine. Um, you got to get a shot in order to exist in my society. Well, then I have a problem with that because now you're violating the constitution. And when I say the constitution, I understand it's just an easy, easy thing that we can all point to. And we all understand what we're all referring to its concept, its meaning. But in reality, I'm talking about just natural rights. God-given, if you're religious, but just universal rights that whether we had a constitution or not, they would still be true. It doesn't. I, I don't need a piece of paper, or uh, or a, a, or a spiritual being or anything to know right and wrong. Now, as a society, we we seem to still need, definitely need a spiritual being being to give us a sense of right and wrong. We are a Christian nation. Or we're definitely, um, whatever that means, we are. And um, Protestant, we were kind of, we were, we were made great by Protestants, the, Pro the Protestant Revolution, and the, the fact of the, um, the individual parishes, the idea, the, the fact that people could have individual um, ideas and views and cultures separated from a central authority. That's kind of a whole Protestant thing. They didn't have the Pope telling them what to do. You know, your, your preacher, your local preacher was the religious authority in that area. Um, but we producers may have to step out of what we normally would do and start grouping up and start getting a group mentality and start having meetings like these, these anti-maskers that do these rallies and stuff. Um, maybe they're a little far out there for you and I, but they're doing God's work. They're doing the, the work to ensure that your children and my children have some semblance of a freedom and they don't live in a Marxist dystopia, which is where we're heading. We are heading into, I don't see Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome. And I say that to people who ask me where, what's the... Are we going to be an apocalypse and Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome type area? And I said, no, I don't see that. Obviously, it's a possibility. They could lose control of it and it could go bad. I don't see that. I see um, maybe Great Depression, bread lines, hyperinflation, civil unrest. Some areas, it's, some areas maybe it's Mad Max. Um, in other areas, it's, it's perfectly fine. And in other areas, it's just extreme poverty. Um, I see that in the future, and I don't see a way around it at the moment. But, I mean, I'm just some ignorant dude, you know, doing talking to a camera and working, you know, 60 hours a week. What do I know? I do know the price of everything is going up, skyrocketing. When they say 4%, 5% inflation, they're 100% lying. It's 14 to 20% would be my best guess. Every, the supply chain, I've been, I don't go back to my first video where I talked about the supply chain. It was a long time ago and it, I had already been experiencing it for a long time. The supply chain has been getting worse and it continues to get worse. 
Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that uh, they were a warehouser. Uh, they are a purchaser for goods for HEB, and they said that it's it's worse than we can imagine. But you go to HEB, and all the shelves are full. They all look fine. A lot of it's fronting, you know. They, I, I guess, they front it, and there's not a lot behind what they fronted. But I still have, I have not not been able to get what I wanted at HEB. But this individual is the person behind the people behind um, the supply chain, or they're they're really in in the supply chain, like severely in it. They're in the very be beginning minutia of it. I mean, they're not farm, they're not the farmers, but they're the people who buy for the companies that sell to HEB. And they also buy for HEB. And they were saying it's bad. They were saying it's bad in a way that I was dealing with them because they were paying two times more than its value for a piece of property. Three times more than its value. It, two times at least, but in my humble opinion, and I've been doing this 20 years, maybe three times, its value to get out of the city. Um, and that when they, I said, I, I kind of hinted that it wasn't such a great deal on the property that they were purchasing and they brought up that, yes, but it's, uh, far enough out of the city for us. And then I just mentioned that to them. I'm kind of like, Oh really? You don't, you don't say. And then, um, I asked, I didn't understand. I, I know the name of where they worked, but I didn't know what it was. And I asked, and then I said, Oh, Wow, yeah, prices, and they, I said, prices have really been going up a lot, and they said, oh, wait until, so I guess it would be maybe this coming up week or the week, or the next week from when I'm recording this, their prices are going up again, a lot, uh, and then they went into the supply chain and how bad it is for them and how hard it is for them to um, supply HEB, they do it, they supply other places too, but HEB is their main one with the goods that they need. Now, HEB is very proactive on this, and that could be why we're not noticing it so much. But I know when I go to order things from Walmart, I put them in the cart and come back later to check out, and it's all out of stock. So they were there when I put them in the cart, but when I come back later, it's all out of stock. Yes, I still shop at the evil giant Walmart because I'm lazy and they deliver, and I have not looked into how to get HEB to deliver. And I don't like going to Walmart. It infuriates me and makes me angry every time I go because you got, it's like I work there and I got to check myself out. There's no customer service. It makes me angry. So I've been, I get things shipped. Well, I see Walmart constantly out of the things that I want, the things I like, which are just normal, everything consumer goods, you know, half and half or canned waters. Although I got this canned sparkling water from HEB. They had plenty in their store. I physically went there and purchased it. Actually, I stopped there to get that water to get, because I couldn't get when I put in my, I, I didn't even make a Walmart order. So go HEB. I went ahead and got, I went to HEB and picked up my items. I consume the same thing every week, really. Chicken, half and half, cans of water, almonds, and lettuce. That's my personal consumption. Obviously, my kids, 16 and 14, eat a, a ton of food. Um, but that's my personal things that I, I want every week. So it's, I'm, oh, coffee. I buy coffee. 
H-E-B has really good coffee. They have the Taste of San Antonio. Maybe that's what it's called. I like to mix that. Get the decaf of that and mix it with... Well, I don't know why you would even care, but just in case. Mix it with um, the... Is it Snickerdoodle? I think it might be Snickerdoodle. I don't pay attention. I just know what it looks like and I grab it. Um, but I mix those two together. So it's kind of half-calf, but I drink, you know, one to two pots a day. And I, the whole thing. So I, be, I drink 12 to 24 cups of coffee a day. So half-calf is fine for me. I drink a lot. Anyways, that's what I wanted to go over. I actually had others, but this took a long, a lot longer than I thought it would. I have a video I want to do of Putin. I probably won't do the video. I can just go over. I've already read it all. Watching the video. Oh, there's an English translation, but the translator who, who translated in English was horrific. Uh, so I read it. I printed out the transcript of it. And it's, I don't even know how many pages. It's 46 pages long. But I read the entire thing, including some of the questions and answers. Well, most of it's questions and answers. And um, Vladimir Putin is not our friend. He is not a friend to America. Russia is not our friend. They're not our ally. But I find it interesting how they are setting themselves up for success themselves. Uh, he mentioned a little bit about uh, climate change, which was... I didn't understand. Maybe he was pandering to some of the people there, just playing the game with the cult globalists, because I don't think Putin could give one rat's behind about climate change. But I, I do. I don't want to go too hard on it, because I do want to. I do want to make a video about it and talk about it. I don't. It would probably take me a lot longer, and this will be too long. So, anyways, that's what I got for us today. Thank you for tuning in to the another episode of the Producing Half, and um, I'll be back soon.